Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo, and today the question we are asking the doctor is, what are the ministry gifts for the church? Yeah, so we're going to look at the fivefold ministry gifts that Paul outlines for the church to be healthy. We're going to look at the apostle, the prophet. We're going to look at the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher and see how uh, those roles are central uh, to the working of the church and how that they need to work together uh, for the church to be healthy and show how that just as the fruit of the Spirit is something that's in the individual believer's life, and then we showed how that the gifts of the Spirit are designed for the church of the local body. We're going to see how that the ministry gifts are for the church as a whole church large C and how that it's designed to work together for God's purposes are bigger than any individual one church, but it's his church and his church to work together for his glory. Jumping into this unofficial end to our three-part series on the um, uh, gifts of the Spirit we initially talked about two weeks ago, the fruit of the Spirit Mm -hmm. last week, um, uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And this week, the question was posed as what are the ministry gifts for the church? Mm, yeah. So that question's a little different, but mm. where where are we going with with this? Yeah. So what 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 we're trying to show and reveal here is you know so we talked about fruits of the spirit and how that that's something that's a product of the spirit in every believer's life, and how that that's that's an individual thing that the spirit of God is wanting to produce in our life, a fruit that is marked by love and peace and joy and all these things that we talked about in that episode. In the other episode, we talked about the gifts of the Spirit, and and in there we're talking about and showed how that, you know, these gifts, although they work through individuals, it's not about the individual, but it's about the church, and it's building up, it's growing, it's fulfilling the mission that God would have it to be and building that up. And so these gifts, uh, although there's a whole bunch of different ones, that they're all working together to fulfill what God would have its church to be. Here we're talking about ministry gifts. We're talking about positions of authority within the church that is are designed by God to, to help administer all the things that that are a part of what it means to be the church. So these ministry gifts, they're about helping the church to operate the way that it should operate. And Paul says in Ephesians 4 and 11, he says, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ. So when we're talking about these ministry gifts, we're talking about these uh, these leadership roles that God has given the church in order that it might operate in the gifts of the Spirit that we talked about last episode, and so that individual believers could could have the fruit of the Spirit living in them. These, these ministry gifts are all designed in order that the church as a whole, when I say church, I'm not just talking about the local body, body of church, but I'm talking about the church, big C, you know, the, 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 all of the church, could operate as it should be. And so we're kind of expanding with each of these levels. So the first, the fruit of, of the Spirit is this individual thing, right? And then the gifts of the Spirit, it's about the local church. When we're talking about the, the ministry gifts of the church, although it has a part in the local church, but we're talking larger than that as well. It's, it's, it's both, but we're, we're also looking at the whole totality of what God's wanting to do within the church and these roles that God has established in order that his church could be advanced. Does that make sense? Do you see that, that those layers that we're outlining there? I do. It's it's this gift from the Spirit mm-hmm. in ministry mm-hmm. to help the church minister. Yes, and we can't be so so we can't be set up. We can't set apart these offices from ministry. We have to have the offices as well. Mm. Yeah. So so these these offices of of ministry they are the the vehicle by which 
all of ministry in the local church and in the um, you know big church, big C church, are done through. They're done through these through these ministry gifts, and so this in some ways this hierarchical thing we're seeing that you know the fruits of the spirit. Everyone, God's wanting to do that individually in our lives. God is wanting uh, those those things to happen through gifts of the Spirit, which is for the local church, the local body, for it to grow, and in order for the whole of the church to grow, these ministry giftings take place so that the church can be what God designed it to be. So the first role of ministry that is outlined here for uh, leadership of the church is that of an apostle. Now, the apostle has a unique responsibility of establishing establishing the church and building it through the Word of God, and their, their ministry includes that of like planning churches and overseeing churches and uh, helping the church to expand and to grow. And you see this through uh, the example of the apostle Paul, right? His apostleship is seen in the fact that he is going from place to place, and everywhere he's going, he's building a church, starting a church. And and when we talk about starting a church, we're talking about like a group of believers in a house, right? We're not talking necessarily that he went and built a physical structure, but he went to these different places, and in in these places, he won converts to Christ. And by definition, they became the church, right? And so they would gather in houses or in uh, meeting areas. And in these, you know, that would be a church that he established, but he didn't stay there, right? He would go and do it again and do it. He would build, uh, you know, he was building the church as that way. And as an apostle, you know, you think about almost all of Paul's writings, they come out of his apostleship as he has planted this church in Galatia, this providence of Galatia, and Galatia covers a lot of area, and he's got several churches in Galatia that he's planted. And so he's writing this letter that is going to be passed throughout these churches in Galatia and to help them to understand how to grow and what the Spirit of God would want them to do and how to, to deal with false teaching and how to deal with false gospels and all these different things. All of Paul's letters are, are born out of his planting these churches and helping, helping these churches to grow. He's writing these letters in response to letters that they have written him about problems or situations that he's been aware of, uh, and, and he's writing these letters from his apostleship. Does that make sense? Do you see that? So he's not Pastor Paul. Mm-mm. He's Apostle Paul. He is. And really he's writing to pastors. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. So and Pastors and churches. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. the leadership within those local bodies. Yes. So I guess what you're trying to say is I don't really hear a whole lot about apostles nowadays mm, within yeah. at least our culture mm-hmm. here. Yeah. In the United States. Yeah. That's, that's a good observation. Automatically, as I'm beginning to describe this role... The first thing you're seeing is, oh, we don't have a lot of that today, um, and that's something that you know we should recognize. Why is that, and be be concerned about that, and and it's like a lot of things. You know, we talked about the gifts of the spirit. You know, if you're not like you're not recognizing these needs and this recognizing this the importance of these things. Um, you don't know what you don't know, right? And you're not re- recognizing your lack when you uh, don't know any better, right? But to recognize, oh, we, we don't have many apostles in our day and age. And frankly, that's one of the reasons why the church at large has is, is become as weak as it is, um, is because really what the apostle, that role is that of a watch person a watchman over the churches. So Paul views his role as an apostle is one in which planning churches, but he's not just planning those churches and then, you know, good luck, hope it works out for you. 
but Paul feels this deep responsibility for the success of those churches, and so he's he's writing them, warning them about uh, you know antichrist, uh, and warning them about you know false teachers and all these things. And because he is as an apostle, his role is to watch out for those churches. So you can see how that's such a huge need to have somebody who is is responsible for watching out for a church. And I know a pastor does that. Pastor does that as well. Uh, and we're going to get to that in the role of the pastor. But this role of apostleship is different than that of the pastor because this apostle is not only just watching out for uh, the church, but he's also watching out for the pastor, right? He is one who is is concerned. Paul writing to Timothy, Timothy is a pastor, right? And Paul is writing to Timothy to help him as he's ministering in this church and dealing with problems. First Timothy, Second Timothy, you read it and understand it from that perspective. You see Paul as an apostle is writing to this pastor, this young pastor, who is dealing with problems and is, you know, how, how do I how do I handle these 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 situations? If you read it from that perspective, it'll really pop when you recognize, oh, this is what Paul is doing. He's helping a pastor to pastor. And so that was the role of the apostle. And one of the weaknesses of, frankly, the independent churches and non-denominational churches is the fact that they don't have any real means of allowing the office of apostle to function. I was literally just about to bring that up. Yeah. Now, I know the Assemblies of God, do they, does mm. it kind of go by a different name? I know the presbytery system in the Assemblies of God is mm-hmm. pastors over groups of churches and right. it works its way up the food mm-hmm. chain. Sure. Um, but I mean, you have some pastors that over a couple and mm-hmm. then over more and mm-hmm. higher up you go. Sure. So is have they have they adopted that mentality? Yes. Yeah. It's it's a little bit different than the model here of the apostle the Paul sets forth because Apostle Paul is he's planting churches and then you know that is the means by which he gains his apostleship is through the fact that he planted those churches. Do you see that? He's uh, got a lot of skin in the game. <laughs> yes, he does. And so when versus stepping into a position that, you know, you you didn't work to build sure, this church. Exactly. Up. Right. Okay. But from uh, and, and a lot of different denominations have a model in which it is, you know, pastor who is over pastors, right? It's this is a similar thing in the fact that somebody who is serving to pastor pastors, um, and yeah, that's that's a huge role and need within the local church. It it the local church pastor needs a pastor, needs somebody who uh, doesn't need a pastor. They need an apostle. They need somebody who will. Um, give them wisdom, someone who will help them through uh, difficulties and will uh, give them uh, you know, advice that they need. And so one of the weaknesses of the independent church and the non-denominational church is they don't allow for the role of apostle inherently within their structure because, um, you know, if I don't like what somebody else, you know, I don't really have any authority over me as a pastor. The pastor is the final say. So one of the roles of the apostle is that of a father to the church. And so Paul writing to the Corinthians, he's telling them, you know, you have 10,000, you know, teachers or people that can instruct you in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel through the sharing of the good news, that's the gospel, the good news of Christ, and, and, and my sharing the gospel with you, I became your spiritual father. And so you may have you know, 10,000 people that instruct you and teach you and give you, but you don't have many fathers. He's saying, I'm your spiritual father. Um, and to recognize the, the need of the local church to have somebody who is a spiritual father over that church and can help that church. A father is one who is able to reprove and to correct, you know, spiritual leadership when it becomes unbiblical. So when spiritual leadership 
um, a pastor or a board or somebody in the when when they become unbiblical, an apostle is able to set things straight and to to work uh, in order that you know any division you know might be healed and that health might come to the church. A father is, is able to provide wisdom and direction, spiritual leadership, and one who is help in uh, you know come alongside them to 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 further what God is wanting to do um, and to provide maturity for the church. And so uh, not only are they this this father figure, but they're also one who is this protector of the church and its teaching and its doctrine. Now, a pastor does that, but what do you do when the pastor goes off the rails in their doctrine, right? Um, an apostle is one in which protects the church from the pastor from the pastor yeah in some real sense and so it's this idea of that the apostle is able to warn um the churches against false doctrine and to uh the the lack of apostle can lead to dysfunction within the church both with uh immaturity um, in leadership and in this role of uh, leading to false doctrine. And so, yeah, the role of the apostle is really, really important for the health of the ministry of the local church. Um, and, you know, the fact that we, you know, if I were to ask, who are some apostles in our modern day, um, you know, or I were to ask you listening, you know, who, who's the apostle? Who's an apostle that's that 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 leads in in the health of your church? Uh, you might struggle to answer that question. Um, that should reveal something that really needs to be addressed, right? And and maybe we can't as individuals address that, but to recognize that at one point or time, I may be able to address that, right? Um, and to be willing to not just be a leader, but to be led. And um, man, we need some apostles in this day and hour, don't we? to the gift of prophet. Yes. Is there any relation here to the gift of prophecy Mm. from the gifts of the Spirit? Yeah, uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, So when we're talking about the gift of prophecy as far as, you know, a a gift to the church, we're talking about it as, you know, that to the local church. When we're talking about this office of prophet, we're talking about one who is speaking into the church as a whole, big C. Um, and so the prophet is one who speaks for God, and they're they're really designed to do two things um, primarily. The first thing is the prophet's role is that to rebuke the church of sin, and you know that can happen within the gift of prophecy within the local church, um, but it also can come from without the church as that gift of the prophet, someone who can speak into the church and say, you know, there's sin, and we have to deal with this sin and address this sin. And the prophet, you know, you look at Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, the prophet, their their work is that of purifying the church, calling the church to repentance over sin. And prophets, that that gift to the church is not it's not a popular one it's not one in which um many people uh want to accept or to receive but the truth of the matter is that there are times where the church needs to repent 
right? And the church that doesn't repent is going to be ineffective in its ministry. It's not going to be able to do the work of the ministry well if it's got, you know, sin and leadership or sin that it's it's pushing under the rug and not addressing and not dealing with. And so the prophet is one who fearlessly, you know, calls the church to repent and rebukes sin and they're the ones that bring to light the sin that may have been hiding or that leadership doesn't want to address or doesn't want to deal with and exposes that and uh so the the prophet is one who is it's a really important role in that aspect and again um it's it's one of those things where you know you, you don't see a lot of prophet in that role um now, part of the prophet is also to speak a foretelling, you know, to tell of the future, and we don't see a lot of that either. We do see a little bit uh, of that, but this role of prophet, unfortunately, the church likes to kill the prophet, <laughs> just like the the Old Testament and the you know the 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 church church is not that ages. much yeah I the mean, the church even. is not that much different yeah. than than Israel was with its prophets. Wanting to outcast them and to you know to call them, you know reject them and to the modern day church isn't that much different than than Israel in that aspect that it doesn't it doesn't want anybody to to call them on the carpet to to areas in which you know they're not living biblically and it causes the church to be a place of Let's have this kumbaya meeting and pat each other on the backs, but let's not deal with anything that is spiritual, right? But the prophet is not going to let that slide. The prophet's going to say, um, I have somewhat against thee because you've left your first love. The prophet is going to say you know, to David, thou art the man, right? And so, uh, but the prophet is also one who is under authority. Right, and so in that working, the prophet is is in conjunction with the apostle. The po- the the prophet is is under the authority of that apostleship as well, and so they're not well. They're not going rogue. To, I was just going to ask, what's the help me separate the differences between apostle and prophet? Because it seems that the apostle does some pointing out of mm-hmm. things that are wrong, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like that's all the prophet focuses on. Whereas the apostle then would help with wisdom and guidance mm-hmm. and direction, whereas the prophet, he's kind of just the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, generally the prophet is the one who's calling out sin. I mean, they also have this role of, uh, you know, calling God's future purposes and, and revealing God's plans and revealing future things. So it, it it's not all negative, but it is generally that is the role of the prophet is that of calling out sin and calling uh, people to repentance and calling people to holiness and calling people to uh, to be what God would call the church to be. But the prophet is not, you know, the apostle is the one who has, has, has birthed this church. The apostle is the one who is overseeing this church. The prophet isn't overseeing the church. The prophet isn't the one who is, is um, in, in a lot of ways, responsible for the church. The prophet is the one who is the voice of God to say, my role is to speak what God would say to the church. And, you know, even like in the Old Testament, God told Jeremiah, they're not going to listen, but speak anyways. They're not going to repent. But so Jeremiah is not responsible for Israel, and their resp- but he is the one who is tasked with telling them what God would say. Do you see that distinction? Whereas the apostle is one who is has that burden of responsibility and has that burden of um, wanting to, you know, the growth of the church and all that. And so Paul calls out, and the apostle John, they call out false prophets all the time because they are, you know, they are 
they are proclaiming things that are false, and they're prophesying things that are, are against God's word. And so the apostle is, is over the prophet in the fact that he's, the prophet is being called out by the apostle if he's doing things that are unbiblical or are against God's plans or purposes. Does that make sense? Did you say that distinction? It does, yes. That helped. So, yeah, the apostle uh, is one who warns of false prophets. And, um, you know, John says, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are for, uh, of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so the prophet is uh, a hugely important role within the church because it, 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 it keeps the church um, in, in step with this, what, the, what God would say, and, and it helps the church to be open to what God would say um, to it. And unfortunately, that's not a, a reality within a lot of churches because we don't have a lot of prophets, right, who, w- who will speak to uh, what, what needs to be said to the church in that moment. So another role uh, of ministry for the church is that of the evangelist. So in the New Testament, there are only two people that are called evangelist, okay? And they are Philip, and he's called Philip the evangelist. And then Timothy is called to do the work of the evangelist. And that, uh, the, that word evangelist, that that Greek word there, it's euangelion, and it's the word in which we get the gospel from. So an evangelist literally is one who brings the gospel. Brings the good news. Brings the good news, right? That's what an evangelist is, is one who brings the good news. And so from a biblical perspective, the evangelist is one who carries the message of the gospel to those who have never heard before. What does that sound like to you? Missionary. A missionary, right? Yeah. So in, in a large degree, that's what a missionary is, is an evangelist, one in which who carries the good news of the gospel to those who have never heard. Now, that could happen in a foreign land, right? That could also happen next door, right, um, to somebody who hasn't heard. But it's this idea of somebody who they're— uh, the ministry that they have for the church is that to help the church to expand, help the church to grow into areas which, in which it has never grown before and to go in places it's never gone before. So the modern American function of evangelist is more of what I would call a revivalist. And that the true picture of a biblical evangelist is that more of that role of a missionary or one who is des- desiring well, never heard kind of breaks down our uh u.s version of evangelist mm. because evangelists are usually going to churches mm. and churches have heard sure yeah uh, for the purpose of revival right mm-hmm. and 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 that's great that's awesome the church needs that to some degree i would I would say that it needs it needs apostles and it needs prophets and it needs uh you know this evangelist role of of taking the gospel. Okay, so you're saying that evangelists that come to churches here within the states, mm-hmm. you would Term categorize them. would would they go under the category of evangelists according to Paul? Cuz I would say no. No, no. Okay, yeah, I'm I on mean, the right track then. To to some de- so so We're using the same term, but they're meaning different things. They're meaning different things. Yeah. So I would call the modern day American revivalist as a revivalist. Mm, okay. Right. Yes. Which is actually a pretty recent historical phenomenon. Um, really, since the 1800s, that is a pretty circuit writing preachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's this. It's a pretty new uh, phenomenon of this revivalist. Um, and and not to diminish that or to say it has no value. That's not what I'm saying at all. But to help us to have an understanding biblically is what we're trying to do of these different roles and this helping. gift from God, this yes. gift from the Spirit is this person to go out and to minister to the world, to help the ministry of the church, and to, to minister to those who have not heard. To carry the gospel to those who have not heard. So yeah. evangelist slash missionary. Yes. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And 
So I guess the reason why these are uh, the reason why these are so important is this aspect of uh, you know as I'm mentioning these things you know you're like oh we don't have many apostles ooh we don't have many prophets and then when, you know we have evangelists but when you look at them they're not really what he's talking we about we have revivalists yeah. right mm-hmm. and we have missionaries we have a lot of missionaries but but we don't think of them in that terms and so what I'm trying to do is help us to reframe this from a biblical perspective to help us to see perhaps where we're lacking right and where what we have need of and so the evangelist the one who is going with the gospel that's what they're doing they're going with the gospel um they they need the apostle and the prophet and the pastor and the teacher to continue the work that they're starting so they're going to uh, spread the gospel, mm-hmm. but they're not staying there. Mm-hmm. They're going somewhere else. They're, they're, they are goers of the gospel. And so they need pastors, and we'll get to them in just a minute. They need prophets. But they're kind they, of apostles as well, though, because they're planting these churches. To, to, to some degree, them. yes, to some degree. Like, is it, does it depend then upon how much they're going to keep ties with mm-hmm. this local body? Yes. Because if you're halfway across the world and you go to the other side of the world, mm-hmm. you can't really be an yeah. apostle. Yes. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, that's a big reason why we mentioned this earlier, that why Paul is writing back to these churches, even though he's, for that day and age, a long way away. Mm-hmm. He's, he's writing corresponding with them. Um, that is his uh, exercising of his apostleship over them. Um, but this was also the beginning of the church, mm-hmm. and there wasn't very much leadership. There sure. wasn't very much knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're, we've, the church has come a little ways sure. since then. Sure. Uh, but in other areas, we're, we're still really lacking mm-hmm. from the, mm-hmm. these apostles, and we're lacking from these, uh, uh, these uh, prophets. And the church becomes unhealthy when it grows beyond its ability for the, the, the leadership to keep the church healthy, right? And so, you know, an evangelist, a missionary that that goes and is spreading the gospel, and there's not a pastor there that can help. There's not any type of leadership for that pastor. There's not an apostle. That church is going to be, be weak and ineffective and so susceptible to false gospels, false teaching, uh, unbiblical. They're going to be carried away by all of those things. And so it's going that, to hinder the ministry of the mm, church. Do mm-hmm, you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that one reason why missionaries are always so for long-term missions? Mm. Because the idea of going and having these short revivalist mm-hmm. campaigns in an area and then just up and leaving doesn't have everlasting impact. Yeah, yeah, it's, ah, yeah okay. exactly. It doesn't have that ability for that church to have any type of maturity to it or, and, and growth. It's, you know, this infusion of, you know, help, but then it's gone, you know? And so it's, it's you know, it's, it's cotton candy, you know? It's, it doesn't have any substance to it. It's fluffy and nice and it's a nice treat, but it doesn't, it doesn't help in their, uh, the, the mission of the ministry of the church long term. at the role of pastor. So um, this is obviously one that people are probably more familiar with, and we have uh, you know, a, a good grasp on for, in some ways. So this pastor is, the pastor is one who is a shepherd over a local gathering of believers. And the pastor, their role is the responsibility for caring for the, the church, protecting the church, um, and helping the church to follow their imitation, so to follow the way that they live, to follow Christ, 
you know, like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. The local pastor is this imitation of Christ to the local church. And they're the shepherds who are living with the sheep and caring for the sheep and, uh, you know, sacrificing for their well-being, feeding them, helping them to grow, equipping them, uh, developing them in their giftings and helping them uh, to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And so the role of the pastor is a really important one, obviously, and is is really needed. Um, but I, one of my observations is that in modern Christianity that the pastor has also taken on these other roles of they're the ones tasked to, um, you know, they don't have an apostle over them, so they're having to deal with all of that themselves. They don't have a prophet to speak into the church, and so they have to be the prophetic voice. They don't have, um, you know, that that evangelist who will help their, the church to grow into, so they have to be the evangelist as well. And Frankly, it's one of the reasons why the church doesn't grow as it should. The pastor's on a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their role is not to be the end-all, be-all. They have a very important role, but they can't be all of the roles. And the church becomes really unhealthy when the pastor is forced to try to do all those different roles. Uh, when the pastor is is the sole soul winner <laughs> when the pastor is the the leading uh you know one to the only one to teach right we're going to get into that in a little bit that the the health of the church is um is is hindered by that right so can the church body take a upon themselves these mm. roles mm. um i would say it's a fine line mm. um but the members themselves mm. can they take upon some of these roles so yeah absolutely um so like within our church we have um some people who they have pastored for many 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 years and have actually served in an apostleship role um Although they're not serving in that role currently, they are serving in that role in our church. Um, so one who has uh, has this father of the church, uh, one who is is this this leadership role of an apostle to to speak into the church and to uh, to help the church to to be what it's called to be. We have that within our church. Um, you probably know who I'm thinking of right now without naming names. They serve that role, and and it's an important role, and one in which, um, you know, needs to be valued as one who has uh, authority to speak into the church and to this individual. They in and of this, they are just a member. Mm-hmm. Yes, but when they speak, mm-hmm. we listen. Yes. And I see now, though, but that has come because of time mm-hmm. and because their ministry has been tested, mm-hmm. and their best interest is for the church to do the best that it can. Sure. They're not yeah. trying to and, uplift personal, right. prideful. Yep, and know, it's a steps. retired pastor, mm-hmm. right, and one who has uh, been over many churches before. Uh, you know, over I don't know thirty, fifty churches at one time. You know, serving in that apostleship role. Um, so yeah. So what I said though by being careful and it's a fine line though a member shouldn't just come and say i i'm gonna take up the place of the prophet for right. the church I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna point some things out that's coming from the wrong perspective sure and that's sure. not gonna end well yeah 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 okay. um and this this so uh, just like with the gifts of the spirit and they're working together for the benefit of the church just like the fruits of the spirit work for the the upbuilding of the individual uh, believer. So these these past, pastoral role, the evangelist role, the apostle role, oh, they're all working for the growth of the church, the benefit of the church. It's not about the apostle. 
It's not about the prophet. It's not about the pastor or the evangelist or the teacher. It's about the growth of the church. And so a false prophet is one in which makes it about them. And, oh, I'm going to be the one to uh, you know, have authority and speak all these things over the church. That's a sign of a false prophet. And so you need an apostle right, or a pastor or somebody to, to, to recognize that and to deal with that. Uh, but a true, um, a true prophet is one is, who is going to seek the betterment and the growth of the church and the pastor and the, the church as a whole. And so, you know, that, that role of the pastor being one in which they are to, they're, they're a protector of the church. Uh, that's what uh, in Acts chapter 20, the Bible says, be on guard for yourselves and for your flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer to shepherd the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. And so the pastor, their job is to protect um, from, uh, from those who would, you know, false gospel, false p- prophets, false teachers, and all these type of things. Um, but to also let the true prophet and the true apostle and, and the evangelist to speak and to be, in, be used of, of God. And so... Really, um, you know, there is this working together, and so to allow the evangelist, the teacher, the apostle, and the prophets to be what God has called them to be uh, requires that the pastor also allow that to take place. And so, yeah, it is a challenge to let all of these work in unity together, and they do that when it's for the mutual benefit of the church. Okay, yeah. Well, this has been really enlightening, and this has been really awesome. I really like, especially on the apostle and prophet, we've kind of plugged in these these old biblical terms, you know, mm-hmm. apostle Paul, the prophets from the Old Testament. We plugged them into how they have place here in our modern day times. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like you've mentioned a couple of times, we need these roles, mm-hmm. these gifts, yeah, and um, for um, the benefit of the church and the ministry. Yes, for the ministry of the church, so that the church can be what it's you know, what God would intend it to be, and the church without these, you know, different uh, ministry functions, it, it it reveals some weaknesses in it. And so to, to, uh, to recognize, ooh, you know, let's, we need all of these things, and they're valuable. Uh, so this last one, uh, that being of teacher. And so the aim of this, this role is to, to build up the, the biblical knowledge of the church and to help them to grow in maturity of their understanding of the Word of God. And so the teacher is simply one who illuminates Scripture and brings forth uh, truth, which help to ground people in God's Word so that they are uh, students of God's Word, so that they understand biblical truth. And so, um, you know, the teacher, their role is is incredibly important within the church to help the church to grow into maturity so that, you know, like, like, so Paul, he, he's talking to the Corinthian church and he's, you know, he's like, by now I should be giving you meat, but I have to give you this milk, you know? Well, what does that reveal? It reveals that within the Corinthian church, they didn't have good teaching. They don't have good teachers. Um, and so, you know, Paul is bemoaning the fact that, you know, you all need you all need to grow in maturity, and you all need to grow. And Paul is trying to address that through his letter. But you know, what's needed in the Corinthian church is good, solid teachers that will help them to grow in their maturity to be able to handle the truth of God's word. And so, within the the church, this is uh, an important role as well. Um, that you know, um, that a lot of times. You know, we can we can at one level recognize, um, you know, through small groups or through um, you know Sunday school classes or through uh, you know uh, you know a, a sermon, have some teaching, but to also recognize that at the same time, especially from a Pentecostal perspective, I'm going to talk about Pentecostals because I is one. <laughs> and so, uh, but this idea of we can have a tendency to have a high emphasis on 
the emotional aspects of uh, of of you know being on fire for God and and you know uh, you know all, all we need is you know to shout and to and, and those high emotional things and while that's I'm not minimizing that or saying that that doesn't have any value we should also not neglect the solid grounding of the word of God and to recognize that that teaching and having that as a part of the church helps to build up the church to be a mature church and so all of these roles uh, are important and so you know the apostle is is doing some teaching but the apostle is not able to be there all the time to teach all the time and to be the regular one to to feed the church in that way and and the prophet is doesn't do that right and the uh, evangelist they may teach for a short little while about the gospel but they're not able to do that on a on a, a regular basis and so all of these roles are are needed and are important um, for the health of the local church to be uh, to be the ministry that God would have it to be uh, to do and fulfill its mission within this world. taking a look at all of these roles, is this where ministry stops? Mm-hmm. Is, 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 can, does, can ministry only flow from these five aspects? And if you're not in this, mm-hmm. in this not in one of these notches, then you are just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the answer is no, but how would you come across that if someone had that kind of mentality of, I'm not a pastor, mm-hmm. I'm not a prophet or a apostle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, where, where does that person lie mm-hmm. in this sure. scope? Yeah. So, you know, somebody, uh, you know, I'm just in a church and I have the gift of helps and I just want to help. Is that, is that not ministry? You know, yes, absolutely it is ministry. But what I want to, us to recognize and I want us to value is this understanding that the only reason that I as an individual am able to operate my gifts in the church whatever they may be, is because of this, the gifts of the ministry of the apostle, the prophet, the, the pastor, the teacher, and, and the evangelist. All these, these are roles which, which allow for all these other gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. And so a, a church that doesn't have, um, you know, these 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 uh, ministry gifts, they're going to be, um, they're not going to be able to fulfill all of these other gifts of the Spirit very well, and they're going to be uh, weak and ineffective in them. And so the person say, well, I'm not a prophet, so does that mean I don't have any ministry? No, not at all. But to recognize the value of the ministry of the prophet. Um, I'm just maybe I just preach or I just teach Sunday school or whatever to recognize the value of the the role of the ministry of the pastor or the role of the ministry of the evangelist or the apostle. I guess the big thing I want to say is ministry is 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 bigger than these roles that I'm mentioning, but these roles out of out of these roles flow all of these other ministries. And we so, can't have ministry without first these roles. Yes. And to, I think there's a lot of times, there's this push away from valuing the role of pastor, valuing the role of the evangelist, valuing the role of apostle and prophet. I know there is, mm-hmm. because it's, it's just, kind of a singularity thing. We are all one, mm-hmm. kind of all the same. Right. And we are in Christ. In Christ, we're all equal, right? There's neither bond nor, uh, you know, 
free. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. In Christ, we're all the same. Yes. But to recognize my my role is, you know, if I'm not the pastor, to recognize that my giftings are to work in unity with the role of the pastor. Mm. Do you see that? But Pastor Tim, what happens <laughs> if 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 my view of what the ministry should be in the church doesn't align with when I present this to the pastor, his mm. view of ministry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man, there's a lot of dynamics there. One, uh, there could be the fact that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as the individual bringing these things these things to. Um, and there's also the possibility that the pastor, you know, is not not doing things biblically, and that's why the pastor might need an apostle, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but but the big idea being here to recognize that as one who is is in a church, I'm submitting to authority, and you need to submit to authority, uh, whether they're right or wrong. Yeah, and if you, if mm-hmm. they're wrong and you can't submit to authority, then you need to find another authority mm-hmm. to submit to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to be this free agent, <laughs> going wherever you yeah. want, wherever you want, just giving out for your giftings, right? You're just a loose cannon that is not That's being. True. You're not. You're not building up the church. You may be building up your ministry, but you're not building up the church. And so this idea of understanding that um, I as um, as, and the giftings that I have, I'm doing them under the authority of what God has put over me. And, um, you know, that's why this structure and these, ro- these roles are here for, is for the betterment of the church and the body of Christ. And so, yeah, I just encourage the one who, uh, you know, whatever your ministry is, maybe it's a bus ministry, maybe it's a children's work, or maybe it's a... Um, you know, a, a helps ministry, you know, um, cleaning the church or whatever, simple things to recognize my ministry in the church and using my giftings is valuable, but also to recognize that I am under authority of the church and the structure and the ministry gifts that God has given the church. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and writing a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.